Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Drunk Women Solving Crime. My name's Hannah George and I'm a screenwriter. I'm joined by author and comedian Katie Wilkins. Hello. And writer-comedian Taylor Glenn. Hello. This is where absinthe meets arson, Negroni meets necrophilia, and Grand Marnier meets Grand Theft Auto. It's a true crime podcast with a twist of lime. Coming up on Drunk Women Solving Crime. What do guilty people do when they panic? Burn stuff. (laughs) I traumatised and I devastated him. And I say, ha, ha, ha. (laughs) Crippin shaved off his distinctive moustache. He's not stupid. (laughs) (laughs) They don't have much of a brain, though, do they, Peacocks? I'm not being cruel. I I wasn't offended, no. (laughs) (laughs) Felicity, of all the things you've said. (laughs) Come and see the Drunk Women live on Thursday, the 1st of November at the Pleasant Theatre in London. They'll be joined by super sleuths Olivia Lee and Jenny Eclair. So get your tickets now. Now it's time for Drunk Women Solving Crime. Hello and welcome to Drunk Women Solving Crime. Today our guest is best known for playing Lynn on Alan Partridge and has over a hundred other credits on IMDb. She's here. Do I? And she's a <laughs> legend. I haven't seen that. You do. You have exactly a hundred credits. I have a well, I'm old. So it's not... <laughs> It's not even over 100 credits, it's 100 credits. It's Felicity Montague, everybody. Um, And I would be remiss not to introduce our guest 
beer, which is from Siren uh, Brewery, and their stout, Broken Dream, won the Champion of Beer of Britain only this year. So, uh, well done, Siren. Yes. <laughs> Yay! And thank you for the beer. Um, Okay, so I felt all warm and fuzzy, Katie, because I thought she was going to introduce us. She's like, I'd be remiss if I didn't introduce <laughs> People are used to you two being um, here. Taylor and Katie. Mm-hmm. Taylor, I thought you were going to do that as well, actually. <laughs> Beer before friends. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's my motto. And so, Felicity, we kick us off and let us know about have you ever been the victim of a crime? Actually, I have. And it was a long time ago. Go on. Um, it's when my um, the father of my children, my, my husband and I, uh, lived in Ellsfield and I was on the phone and I was coming out of my old street, Littleton Street, which I still love and I still visit people in, in the street all these years later. And I was walking along and I was on the mobile. I think I was talking... I can't remember. I never think I was probably talking to my sister, which is not fair on her because she was completely panic struck. This nice guy was coming towards me, very tall, very large man. Wasn't at all threatened by him, and he took a swipe at my head <gasps> to get my mobile. Whoa. And because I was on the phone, and I got a bit, apparently I've got a big voice. I, <laughs> I just I ducked. Just, and he just cuffed my head wow. and I held on to the mobile and I screamed and screamed <gasps> on the phone and said, call the police, I'm on Tramier Road and blah, 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 blah and he wow. ran. Oh, good for you. No, yeah. but then I was paranoid because I looked, it was it was like that film, is it is it Alien, not Alien, the one where, um, uh, you, you, oh, a fantastic American movie where... I, now I'm stuck on Alien. I'm like, did he look um, like Sigourney uh, Weaver? <laughs> no, it's not Alien. It's the one where they, you walk down the streets and you're thinking around the, the hedges. Oh, the trip is it the trip? No, it's not no, the trip. The body snatchers. The body no, it's, it's much older than that. But it's brilliant. I wish I could. It's really annoying. I wish I thought this, uh, thought this through. But you know, basically, he has a mask and he's like he kills all these people and he's got out of an asylum. It's one of the greatest. Oh, like stories. Halloween or something. It's Halloween. Hey! First Halloween. John, that's it. No, it's all coming. John Carpenter, Halloween. Oh, okay. Yes, and so it was a bit like that after that. So I'm not saying oh. I was going to be hung up on a wardrobe door or a kitchen door, but but basically yeah. all the way back to the house, it suddenly occurred to me that this rather horrible thing had happened to me. Yeah. Yes. And I and I slammed the door shut, thinking he was probably following me. Oh. Ran in, and then it took me about forty minutes. And then I and then I phoned the police. And of course, by wow. then it was far too late. And I yeah. was too too distracted to actually give. So it was all just went and just went. And you get you get over it, and you 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 move on. No, but it wasn't yeah. nice. But it wasn't broad daylight, and there were houses on either side. It yeah. wasn't exactly even a road like this. Whoa. It was like a really narrow road with two houses. Not one person heard my scream. Wow! Really? Not one. No. Seriously? No, absolutely. But it was very strange. Yeah. And he had his gear and everything he was wearing. He looked like quite opulent. He looked oh. fine. He was very clever in what he was doing. But I now know he yes. looked opulent because he nicks people's stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. He had about seventeen phones on him, and yeah. just yeah. Yeah. literally, absolutely. No, so that was just opulent. that's my little meagre. Um, Wow. No, my, that my is voice not got me out of it, which is great. That <laughs> is, it's such an illustration of how people react. You know the fight or flight reaction, yeah. Yeah. honestly, because you—it's almost like you went into a different part of your brain, and it didn't hit you until yeah, the, that walk the home. The intuition part—I've never had my phone stolen. Um, whenever I feel a little bit suspicious of someone might come and um, yeah. steal it, I always hold it. I don't put it away. I hold it really, really tight because I assume <laughs> that if someone comes up to me on a motorbike, that I'll pull them off the motorbike. <laughs> rather, I have—I really like—I really think of my own strength a lot more than a very I'm interesting yeah. view of yourself. <laughs> I really have. I would, yeah, I'd get dragged down the road, I imagine, by the oh, I think So I actually lashed out because, you know, there's been all these moped thefts and yes. I have been picturing you myself. Must be careful. 
I really, really uh, think I am. But uh, one day, because I had read a lot of articles about mm. it, I sensed this uh, moped coming up beside me, not up on the pavement, but just I was close to the road. So I kind of like stuck my foot out and kicked him a little <gasps> bit. And it was just it was just a delivery wow. driver. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, so I just oh like kicked a guy in the side who was taking somebody their curry. Nice, nice, dodgy. <laughs> Yeah. I actually on that I have actually committed a crime Go on. which oh, I thought nice. wasn't a crime but when, when my daughter was uh, five she went to ballet school she was Lana like when she did races relay races around sports day I by mistake bought her some sports shoes that flashed she, my husband then was incredibly competitive and she just spent the whole time going like trotting around just checking her flash was working and she never got to the end of the race it was and he was, steam was coming out of his ears with rage at her and was furious but what she used to go to a ballet school and um, I was determined she was going to stick to one hobby. And because she's always like, did the violin, gave it, I don't like it, mummy. Swimming, I don't like it, mummy. So I thought, well, you're really going to do this, girl. You know, if I kill you, I'm gonna, you're going to do it. So it was down in Tooting. And actually, there was a ridiculous thing that the ballet, ballet room was one end of this recreational centre. And then the changing room was down the oh. other. But it was a Saturday morning. Mm. And it was so, so busy. Yeah. And they wouldn't let the parents, you can imagine, at the door and take them to the changing room. Yeah. No, they had to be taken in one really long fight. Single file, and so you kind of lost them. Yeah. But anyway, my daughter walked past, and I checked her. She went past, and I always I started to move like a police, you know, like a police person. (laughs) Like right, right, you know, there she goes. And um, this man took hold of her hand, (gasps) and he was wearing a Mac, and I was like, I was like twenty five feet from him. Jesus. So I actually waded through. I mean, like fifty people, literally throwing people aside. (gasps) Of course. And. She didn't do a thing. She just put her hand up and took his hand. So I was just beside myself. And I was all I could think was, you know, I didn't see think anything actually. I just went for it. Yeah. And I got him by the throat and I threw him against the wall. Oh my god, amazing. And and, And then it turns out what No, well what it turned out was that he was another father of a girl in the class. He said he said and he hadn't to say, I think this woman's dangerous. And I think and my response was because we weren't allowed to talk to each other. Oh, I said, oh, no. but why didn't you look? He said, your daughter looks exactly like my daughter. So I just took her hand. And <sighs> the, the school said, we're going to have to ban you. What? Whoa. No. Like... But my argument was, you're being silly. Why? I said, I know my husband would never take the hand of another no. little girl because he'd be looking at her and talking to her. And he's in trouble. Like, how dare he get out of being in trouble when he made the mistake? Yeah, he, I think he was suspicious. But anyway, like... I came off really badly. And so we left pretty soon after that because it was like I mean Anna would say oh god you know typical you really? but the, the thing that's so interesting is oh, see, I was so with you I'm like yes yeah, yeah. So for the, so the, the really interesting thing is is how much strength I have yeah. which I don't have mm. well and no. even then I was much younger I mean she's 28 now so she was I was 20, 23 years ago I literally could have I could have lifted yeah. him and he actually apparently I, I traumatised and I devastated him <laughs> and I say ha 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 <laughs> Stupid prat. Another stupid male wrapped up in his own egotistical, narcissistic little background sort of playground. You know, frankly, get a life and start looking how other people respond. So I was quite pleased I did it to him anyway. I wasn't, the police didn't phone up. I wasn't arrested. I wasn't, but I was very close to it. No, that's quite interesting. Fucking look at what kid you're taking, mate. Like, all of this is on him. It's outrageous. So he made it like a narcissist. My problem. Ugh. Mm. That's what they do. They turn it on you. It's ego that it's, it's ego that he got sort of like you know yeah. taken by a yeah, woman. He like was, that, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. He must have been embarrassed that he would looked so puny. 
<laughs> like, he wasn't puny though. He was quite tall. He's about no, but you took him 11. down. Like you I took him down. Took him down. <laughs> I, would, I would like to have actually just screamed at him, but everyone was so upset around. People were sort of crying, and That's it was like a major amazing. incident. And I, Anna was like, <laughs> when I got home, he was like, "Fucking helpless. What is it about you? <laughs> no. That is my flesh and blood. Yeah, I'm yes. not having some git taking my flesh and blood. Oh, oh my god, god. be joking. I was, I was, I was all so the way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, honestly, I will not retract that round of applause. No, I would. I will not. Like I thought. Oh, he was like the teacher that you just hadn't met but like <laughs> fucking just another dad nuh-uh like oh, not acceptable what my daughter said was i'm so sorry oh. <laughs> i should have looked mommy because oh, i just no. told her i said what were you doing darling but she'd been told she was in a safe place yeah she was like, told it she was wasn't in a safe place. this is the trouble like, isn't it yeah and now it's totally reverse if a father did that now yeah they would be like interviewed saying suspect behaviour don't yeah, you think yeah. they would be mm. taken to the cleaners I think there'd be a stronger reaction definitely because women have a stronger behavior. word now and I am so glad they do but that, we're yeah. only talking 23 years wow. no, that's I was crazy I was mad actually you, all I wanted was my daughter being safe and yeah. like, you were awesome it's, it's you were awesome I was, and it's yeah. so obvious what your motivation was mm. well anyway. thank you that was, yeah. <laughs> that was very good so that's the first part of the podcast the second part is a bit of true crime right, but we're going to try you ready mm. Let's do it. Okay, so this is quite a well-known case. It involves the music hall, various love affairs, and a murdered wife. Ooh. This is the case of Dr. Crippen and the London Cellar murder. Right. Okay, so let's take this back to the beginning. Americans Dr. Crippen and his wife, Cora Turner, moved away from America in 1897, and he became a doctor working in homeopathic remedies, and she a music hall artist. Now, where do you think they moved to? They moved back to the States, you said. They, they moved away from the States. England. Yeah, with big music hall scene in England. I'm going England. Music hall, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, you said the murder was the London Cellar murder. Yes! <laughs> I mean, I've got, I've got some serious Spoiler. deductive <laughs> skills. Yeah, you're right, actually. Not going to lie, it was a bit of a trick question. <laughs> Just to see if you were listening. I was falling for it. I'm like, <laughs> but, 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 but. <laughs> yes, it was London. So Cora used the stage name Belle Elmore, uh, and she previously tried to become an opera singer but failed. Her husband, uh, Dr. Crippen, was quite meek and mild, and he was her manager. Now, do you think she had a successful career? Mm. Well, the way that you asked that makes it sound like she did not. Mm. <laughs> but but there's a trick question. Oh, yeah. yeah. All Let's the best she, acts yeah. are represented by homeopaths, so... Are they? <laughs> <laughs> That's so. a pile of crap. <laughs> Felicity called it. <laughs> I think she was successful. Let's go for that, shall we? Oh, just just okay. out of interest. All right. Well, unfortunately, she was not. Sorry, um, girls. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, she had very little talent, um, which is kind oh. of sad. Oh. Um, and my favourite bit is, during a strike of uh, music hall artists, she arrived to perform at the theatre, crossing the picket line. Ooh. And Mary Lloyd, who we all know is a big... Um, uh, music hall artist um, who was supporting the strike is reputed to have told the other pickets to let Belle Elmore through as she would empty the theatre anyway. <gasps> oh my god! Oh. Wow! Bitchy industry. <laughs> I know. Um, Women can be very cruel. They yes. can, particularly Mary Lloyd, apparently. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so apparently Belle was an overbearing and dominant character, and Dr. Crippen, like I said, was quite meek and mild, um, which isn't really what you want from your manager. Um, and to add <laughs> insult to injury, Crippen was sacked from his job as a homeopath, as apparently he was spending too much time managing her career. Wow. So he lost a very affluent job. Um, so once he'd been <laughs> sacked, Dr. Crippen became the manager of Joyette's Institution for the Death, where he fell in love and started an affair uh -oh. with Ethel Lenin. Ethel Leneve. Can anyone guess what her role was at the institution? Wait, for deaf 
what does it do? It do it's institution of the deaf. So for deaf so, people, I guess. Like helping teach them things. I guess. Um, so nurse Ooh. maybe. Who do people normally have affairs with at work? Nurses. Oh, <laughs> was she? Uh, was she the PA? Was she the secretary? PA's the boss. She was the receptionist. Yes. Yeah. Um, so in September 1905, Dr. Crippen and his wife took a lease on 39 Hilldrop Crescent in Holloway. Part of the thinking behind this move was that the pair could now have separate bedrooms. Uh, so uh, things were not going well uh, in this in this marriage. Mm. Um, and apparently Belle was having affairs too. Um, indeed, oh, wow. I read somewhere uh, that she was having an affair with a one-man band. <laughs> <laughs> what? So, like, you know, like Dick Van Dyke at the beginning. Oh, I see what you mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which is like, there's no subtle way of doing that if you've got sim- symbols between your knees. There's like... <laughs> Amazing in bed. Yeah. Do you think? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just yeah. Really multitasking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'd give that a go. <laughs> so on the evening <laughs> of Monday, the thirty-first of January, nineteen ten, the Crippins threw a dinner party for two close friends. By the time they finally left, it was around one a.m. on Monday morning, and it would be the last time that anyone saw Belle Elmore alive. Mm. Oh yeah. So over the next week or so, people began to ask where Belle was. Crippin said that she'd gone to America. As the days passed, the story was amended and suddenly she had fallen ill. Finally, Crippen told people that his wife had passed away. And people... Um, I know. (laughs) He first says she's away and then says, oops, she passed away. I forgot the word passed. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a very good alibi, is it? (laughs) Yeah. Um... So yeah, they were asking where she was and he said that she passed away and people sort of believed it until um, like within a month, guess who he had moved into the house? Oh, yeah. Secretary. What was her name? Ethel. Ethel. Yes. Ethel. Ethel and Eve. Did she turn up to the, 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 um, the dinner party? She wasn't at the dinner party. Right. Oh, that would have so been a good was, twist, though. So she's clear. Mm. She, she's well, clear. She yeah. is. We think she's clear. Well, yeah. she's got no alibi. Well, no. She where was no she? Did anyone ask yeah. her where she was that night? I don't. I don't know. I don't. Yes. Good don't question. Don't give us away. You're giving us away. <laughs> Detective never... Montague coming in hard. So how long would it have taken to get from England to America at that time? Like a month on a yeah, boat? Yeah, quite a while on a boat. Yeah, Six, seven weeks probably. Six, seven weeks. So he's got like a six, seven week to go, yeah, she's in America. You can't check for seven weeks. <laughs> I don't know why he didn't stick to the story. Yeah. He kept changing his story, wow. this guy. Um, and so Ethel Leneve has uh, moved into the house. And guess what Ethel started wearing almost immediately? No, Ooh. she didn't. Ah, uh, she did. <laughs> she did. She wore her clothes? Well, oh, the was... ring? Did she wear the wedding ring? <laughs> Are any of these correct? Because I'm excited. <laughs> she started wearing her jewellery. Okay, you were right. Wow. Yeah, so wow. I'm not sure if that was the wedding ring, but what... I mean, did... that's a gateway to the wedding ring. Yeah. <laughs> you start with a necklace, it starts with a necklace. But you know, if you're me. going to America, for example, you're going to take your jewellery with you, aren't you? Yeah. So, um... Oh, that was a... Yeah. But it is generally believed that Ethel didn't have any idea what Crippen had done, which I will get to um, in a minute. Um, but I don't know about you, but if I like moved in with my boyfriend, I wouldn't immediately be like, oh, why do you just start wearing all this stuff he has left? <laughs> like, no. Yeah. No, it means she knew she was dead because you don't touch other people's property yeah. and if That's you think they're alive because they could turn up any time, meet you with a jewellery on. She so, must have been yeah. in on it. <gasps> Because also you'd be she like, this, been why have you got all your wife's thinking, stuff here? Can you yeah. get rid of it before I move in? This is creepy. Rather than, hey, I'm going to wear she this. Knew. She knew. She knew. She knew. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. Team she you're knew. Right. Team <laughs> she knew. <laughs> oh, we get on so well. 
Um, so yeah, so obviously um, when Ethel moved in, started wearing all the jewelry, friends grew suspicious and passed their suspicions on to the police. Now this is when we meet our detective in this story, and it's not Felicity. Felicity is a great detective. Should have been, but <laughs> it's a chap called Walter Jew. Now I'm quite a big fan of Walter um, because he became very determined to catch. Um, to catch Dr. Crippet. Uh, now, bearing in mind this was at the beginning of the 20th century, mm-hmm. there was an unsolved case from about 10 or 20 years before Ooh, that you worked on in London. What do you think it was? Like, Jack the Ripper. Jack, Jack the, the Ripper, Ripper. Was, was that that? <gasps> Walter had worked on that case? Um, Walter Jew, yeah, the detective wow. that um, is dealing with this. Celebrity detective yeah. coming in. Hey, guess what? I got an unsolved shoulder. crime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Guess what? I screwed that up. <laughs> Give me another. <laughs> One more chance in history. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, so um, Inspector Jew turns up at the house um, and Crippen happily showed him around. Uh, he also tells Jew a different story again. He <laughs> says that Bell had left him for another man. Jew told Crippen that it would be better if Bell contacted him personally to confirm the story herself and Crippen said that he would place an advertisement in a newspaper asking for her to make contact the officer left and then what did Dr Crippen do do you think he put an advert in the paper no no he did not he did not Um, and this is uh, the first of Dr Crippen's biggest mistakes um, because Inspector (laughs) Jew at that point didn't actually suspect anything was wrong but Crippen panicked and what do guilty people do when they panic burn stuff (laughs) Katie speaking from experience Um, he did a runner. Oh, oh yeah. that's like, of course, that's, that's the a most obvious giveaway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To, to America. Well, it, you'd think so, right? But the next day, on the this 9th of July. This guy is strong. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, relax. He does not make good decisions. He does not make good murder. It's, no, he's a terrible murderer, <laughs> is what I Like, literally, one of the worst we've had so far. Did he mm. take his wife? With him? Or the new girlfriend? Well, yes. Crippen uh, shaved off his distinctive moustache. He's not stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'll whip that off and they'll never find me. Done. Um, And he travelled... The next day he travelled to Brussels with Ethel. Incognito. (laughs) Yeah. Where they bought tickets for passage to Canada and boarded the SS Montrose. Um, so, So... when they did that, they, you know, they're not stupid, so they decided they'd do it in character. Now, <gasps> what do you think these two... Musical. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> oh, we're not guilty, we're not guilty. <laughs> <laughs> We've got six weeks to Canada. <laughs> what? I mean, it's not musical. That would have been amazing. It will be now. <laughs> um, well, actually, I mean, ridiculously, they actually went as father and son. Oh, oh my! But I'd never have thought that one up. No way! <laughs> That's, That's crazy. So extreme. That is what crazy. kind of jewellery did this woman leave behind? <laughs> I know. I know. It's like Run DMC. We Jimmy Cranky. <laughs> of all the choices, why would you go Yentl? Like I don't understand. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. These so people. she was the she was the a boy. Yeah, she was, she a, was boy. a bit younger than him. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And so a but bit I mean, smaller. it could be clever if they did it well. But they did not. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And can you, can you think of uh, how they might, for example, have given themselves away? When they used the bathroom Snog. on the ship? Snogging. Or... They oh, were kissing. Yeah, I was thinking that on too. On the balcony. Kissing. Yeah. Mm. Literally, they would hold hands. They, they were... had a sexual, oh very active sexual relationship. <laughs> no, no, they obviously did, because it was an affair, wasn't it? And so yeah. they're in the honeymoon period still. Yeah, oh, I love that just after you've killed your wife. <laughs> it's just wonderful, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and so, so homosexuality is obviously illegal in 1910. <laughs> Yeah, that and might they're, be... And they're kissing. <laughs> and they're father and son, so it's incest too. It's the whole lot. It's the whole gamut of illegal sexual activity. So he was a complete, again, narcissist, out of control. Yes. He was actually out of control. He was an extremely dangerous man. 
Well, this is the thing. I mean, yeah. everything I've read about him says that he's very meek and mild. No, but no, but they, they are the worst. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And they're called covert narcissists. Yeah. Covert narcissists. I like it. Nice. Sounds like a good band name. <laughs> well, look it up. It's terrifying. Oh, God. Ooh. Okay. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. So back in London, Jew hears that Crippen has done a runner. So he goes back to the house. Um, and this is hilarious. On the fourth time they searched it, they didn't find this the first, second, the third body. time. Yes, they did. Oh, my God. In the cellar. Uh, he notices some loose bricks um, and wow. a terrible smell. Beneath oh, those bricks, yet yeah, they found the remains of a body. The body was headless, limbless oh. and boneless. Oh, oh God. God. What was the last one? And what was? Boneless. Sorry. Boneless. Yeah, I mean, I don't. What the fuck? The I know. Fuck. Like the bones. Oh, that's so creepy. Isn't oh, it? this yeah. just took. I mean, a not that murder's term. ever okay, but that wasn't just a like, oh, a crime of passion. That is a sadistic. Do I have to spell this out? This is a sadistic crime. <laughs> yes, this Boneless. is somebody who's actually breaking down that person to the yeah. point of just yeah. total and utter annihilation. Psychologically, uh, because he's so disgusted yeah. with himself, so he has to be disgusted with her. Yeah. 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 Well, Covert narcissism. Again, so the yeah. um, the body was female and wrapped in a pajama top. Mm. So by this his pajama po- top, uh, I believe so. Yes. Uh, so by this point, Jew had a tip off mm-hmm. that a suspicious father and son were on the SS Montrose <laughs> heading for Kenwood. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, not time to make a change. I'm fascinated with what he does next. The, uh, yes. Is that what that song is about? <laughs> it is an arrow. Um, so Jew decides uh, that he's going to catch Crippen himself. Um, so bearing in mind Crippen's like halfway across the Atlantic Ocean he's in the right middle now. of the sea now absolutely he, he got on a, a um, faster ship the SS not the SS <laughs> the SS Laurentic um, and he starts speeding after him and this is why I like Walter Jew is that he doesn't just get the police in Canada to like <laughs> apprehend him on the other side he's like I'm going to catch this fucker myself um, and he manages that's to what s- Jack the Ripper does to people yeah, yeah. like that's what it would take yeah. to inspire this kind of passion right um, so Really, what we need is a few unsolved murders so we can have some real detectives with vigor. That's what we <laughs> um, so he manages to sneak onto the SS Montrose, and I'm not entirely sure how he does it. Probably what? from ship to ship, I'm not entirely sure how oh, he does wow. it. But hey, like. So uh, he boards the ship unknown to the dubious no father ways. and son. Yes, well, he must he have docked somewhere and he just gets on. I mean, that's a simple Or he rows across like in a capers kind of oh, thing. Oh, catch yeah. up with a steamship, though. No, yeah. he's on a faster Maybe one. they stopped in Bermuda. 
Yeah, they had to stop and you got on there. Uh, but they might have done it. I, I couldn't work out how, how it happened. No, no, they had stopped somewhere. His ship got in there quicker. He worked it all out. He got on. Yeah. He got on. Um, so, classically, he uh, he goes in disguise as well. Of course <gasps> he does. What <laughs> is this farcical <laughs> thing that you found? Is this there an anti? Amazing. Yeah. So, what do you think he disguises himself as? Oh, oh my okay. And um, a fortune teller. <laughs> Oh my goodness, I don't even know what to guess. A magician. Philistine. <laughs> God, I can't even think. I a member of the staff. That is yeah, Ooh, that is spot on that's actually. Very good. Promoted once again. To <laughs> We're like, spot. what's the most outrageous <laughs> thing you can be so you can fit in? But it's such a big it's such a big ship that yeah. he could he could dovetail in. I'm amazed the staff yeah. didn't realise, but that's Well the staff knew oh, okay. that he was oh, in disguise. They accommodated him as yes, a they did. Oh, as clever, clever, they're in clever. on the sting, I love it. Yeah, yeah. as one of the pilots of the ship. What I love about this is he didn't have to. He could have just <laughs> like he literally didn't yeah. have to. He wanted to watch their behaviour, get yeah. the document and then document it this yeah. is what he did so um whatever that meant <laughs> apparently they asked crippen if he wanted to meet the uh, staff of the ship and crippen he's not an idiot he was like yeah yeah sure and, wow. um, he's an egotist the... he's a narcissist you see uh, yeah he can't yeah. resist Playing attention the ego. he has to have attention absolutely and in the lineup um jew looked up at him shook his hand and said good morning dr crippen it's me <gasps> What a guy! Wow. Yeah, and what did Crippen say? Apparently, after a pause, Crippen replied, Thank God it's over. The suspense has been too great. I couldn't stand it any longer. And then he held out his wrists for the handcuffs. (laughs) But the thing is, like, he's so dramatic. It really is, isn't it? But he's always said he never done it. Like he's even after he said well, he didn't do it. So he's like the whole time he has said that he never did. Why this. did he hold out his hands for that? I don't know. Which you is know, why he's got a little collection of personality disorders. <laughs> yes. I reckon. Uh, so one thing is uh, what they did. Another one of his mistakes is they went first class. So obviously they were getting more attention. First class uh, incest. Yeah, right. There's another band name. Yeah. <laughs> so if they travelled third class, they might have got away yeah. with it. Yeah. But he wasn't going to do that. He wanted to be the big shot. Yeah. Status, isn't it? He's Status a, all the time. He's his own worst enemy. Um, and just one, wow. other, just one other thing on this. His on the way back. <laughs> yeah. On the way back, um, when on the ship back to England, I saw this, there was this photograph of Walter Jew and he's just playing shuffleboard on the, on the deck. <laughs> Like he's on cruising the Jane McDonald's. Nice. <laughs> Imagine taking on the case of Jack the Ripper, seeing all these mutilated women mm. getting traumatized mm. in your own right when you're yeah. not even allowed to express your trauma yeah. because you're in that role and then not catching the guy. Imagine yeah. what yeah. that would do to would you. And you this up. would just be mm. I can make the it last right. straw. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So it was decided when they got back to London, it was decided that the pair should not stand trial together. Uh, Crippen would face his trial first and he was tried for five days. Uh, so Crippen, like I said, said he didn't do it. Uh, what do you think his defence was? She did it. Oh. oh the lover did it. Oh. Ethel did it. Taylor? Mm. Pass. Just let me think about it for a second. So, like... So it's he, not insanity. Self-defence. Sorry. Oh, that's, that's another good. another good one. Yeah. Well, what he did is he claimed that the body found in the cellar of his home was not Bell's. Oh, I that was his. And just, would you like another drink? Yes, no, no, thanks. Yes, I would like another pop up. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so he said that it must have been some poor unknown woman who had been placed there before he and Belle had moved in in 1905. Could they tell um, how old the body was, though? If it was back still in 1910. Smelling. Yeah. Well, exactly. That's the thing, that yeah. even without that. 
well, there's there's some stuff right, on okay, that. Okay, so, right. um, we're leading us up. <laughs> so it was therefore <laughs> crucial to the prosecution to prove that the body was Ooh. Bell's. Um, and unfortunately for Crippen, the remains had been wrapped in, you remember, the pyjama top. Right. Um, and the tag inside that jacket led to the manufacturer's Jones Brothers, and they confirmed Ooh. that this particular cloth and pattern was not issued until late 1908. <gasps> nice. Fantastic. Proving that the body Very must have been nice. there after that day. Yes. Yeah, and they moved in in 1905. So, yeah. Yeah. Isn't well, yeah. Even then they were thinking, Take yeah, what a satisfying little That's piece of detective. Really good. Walter really. Jew. Walter yeah. Jew. Absolutely. Yeah. I love this guy. I'm a, I've got a little crush on Walter. Does anybody else like, I just want to get a drink and see what he's like. Off duty. I mean, he's, he's, he's dead. But <laughs> doesn't matter, Hannah. Doesn't matter. Um, so medical tests also shown that the um, flesh contained traces of hyoscine, which is a poison. And this is Ooh. similar to the Madeline Smith case we did a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Um, who do you think bought some hyacinth uh, two Ethel. weeks before Bell vanished? Ethel. No, I bet he did it. He bought it Well, himself. I would have said Ethel. It was Crippen. It was Crippen. Yeah. And he had to sign the register. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so why that. would he have got away with that? He, what if he was... He should have got her to do it. I mean, it was, he was foolish, wasn't he? Yeah, he, well, very... He how wasn't long... a good murderer, as we say. Yeah. <laughs> no, you said it before, really but I'm really bad at this. Yeah, um, really bad at this. How long do you think it took the jury to decide he was guilty? Well, you said five days that he uh, was The on. trial went on for five days, and then, oh, the then jury they had retired. to deliberate. They deliberate... Yeah. Well, when did the evidence Ten come minutes. in about the shirt? Ten minutes. Well, all through they the trial. They had everything. Like, okay. Everything. They have everything, and then at the end... I think it took them two minutes. Two minutes? Uh, half an hour. Half an hour? Ten minutes. Ten minutes. Taylor was closest. It was less than 30 minutes. Really? Wow. Yeah. There are people online who are trying to sort of prove that he didn't do it. And oh, my stuff God. Yeah. Really? It's so weird. I know. <laughs> <laughs> People always sympathise with a crook and fall in love with him. It's like they, yeah. it's like it's a sexual thing. They yeah. sort of look at the picture and they think, I'm attracted to him, therefore he can't be bad. So he was hung, that was his punishment, so he was he was hung. Just you. Yes, he did. He and uh, Ethel was mm. tried as an accessory to murder. Yeah. Do you think she was found guilty? I bet she wasn't. Well, see, people were sexist in 1910 and... That she would have been, I think people would have been more upset with her dressing as a man almost because <laughs> that was like right. that was really yeah. against the strict yeah. social code of the time. I reckon they would have seen her as a ne'er do well, partly because of the murder accessory and partly because of dressing as a small boy and <laughs> then fornicating on a boat dressed that way. So I feel like she, I feel like the. the Prejudice at the time means that she could have very much gone down, but I also feel like maybe she played it like she was a victim and maybe she got away with it. Yeah, but how could she get away with it? Actually, now I'm thinking about it. I've gone, yeah. I've done a U-turn because <laughs> she she dressed as a boy. She yeah. she knew they were after that's him. That's just it. Why yeah. do you go in disguise yeah. if you're yeah, not that's in a yeah. guilty behaviour? Yeah. Why do you get talked into like, sure, I'll play your son. But that love sounds does, fun. Love yeah. is very powerful. We have to remember, love yeah. is very powerful. And she's a lot younger than him. But there was no acknowledgement of that. Do you know what I mean? There would yeah. have been this. She well, known about the dead body, so it's possible. Felicity, you're well. You're spot on with what the defence was because her solicitor used the defence that she was blinded by love. Wow! Yeah. You often what... find these legal cases. It's blinded by love is a big legal. Thing. Well, if you've got twelve men on the jury because women weren't allowed on juries, yeah. they just go, "Oh yes, yes, that makes sense. That checks out." Yes. See, I'm shocked that they would use that as a defence, and that's so interesting. Does Although, no, I guess that plays into the sort of like women have no sense, especially yeah, yeah. when men get so emotional. 
yeah but okay. a lot of a it. lot of the, the crimes are about love aren't they when you think about it it's, it's yeah. people having affairs and the wife gets jealous or the husband gets jealous they mur- yeah. you know a lot of that is yeah it's a tale as old as time yeah um, Ethel changed her name uh, married someone else wait in- so she does get away with she it she does get away with it she was found not guilty um, <laughs> Ethel changed her name married someone else and kept her identity secret until she died aged 84 in 1967 wow, wow. so she, she completely changed her changed the whole thing no one knew who she was and so her new partner didn't know didn't know no well, I assume Bloody so hell. she was capable of deep dark secrets yeah yes. so she was probably mm. guilty I think yeah. she, she may well have known, mm. I think. like I feel like she knew. It's a weird old kink as well, isn't it? To be like, would you mind dressing as my son? Like, do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, like, what else we... is he saying that it is? I want to know what she changed her name to, I guess. I'm not sure that's public know. knowledge. Um, Still, because the family descendants wouldn't want it to be public knowledge. Maybe. I mean, to do I... with the family descendants. Yes. Mm. Um, do you, anyone want to guess whether or not Madame Tussauds made a waxwork of him? Indeed, they did. Within five years of his death, he had a waxwork in Madame Tussauds in the Chamber of Horrors. Wow. Yeah, the kicker for how creepy this is, yeah. is Ooh. that in 1925, there was a huge fire at Madame Tussauds, destroying uh-huh. almost everything, except Dr. <laughs> Crippen's oh. waxwork. You are joking. Other things survived. It wasn't oh, just no. his. But there is nothing creepier than a waxwork that has survived that is- a fire. <laughs> no. That's that? extraordinary. But even other waxworks survived... Otherwise, oh, and some nothing did. would make him happier. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Even in wax, you can't get rid of me. Yeah. Oh, My man. fascination is: did he? Did they uncover whether he'd killed other women before? Ethel would have been next if they hadn't. Oh, been I'm sure she'd have gone eventually. Nowadays, they would they would find that out, but not not in 1910, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. I bet he did it before too. Yeah. I'm, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure he did. He knew how to do it, for God's sake. Yeah. He knew how to take the bones out of a body. That is, yeah. Christ, that's that's terrible. Terrible. a certain way. That's how would you take the bones out of a body? How do you do it? How it's did you get thought. that knowledge without a bit of practice? I know. Well, I suppose doctor. he had been to yeah. medical school. Yes, but I mean, how do you suck bones out of a body and keep the skin there? I, I literally have no... Really I mean, silly? No, no, you're not at all. I mean, to be honest, I was reading it, I was like, ooh, I don't... I don't know how he's done this, but to round this off, to round off this, uh, this I was going to offer an answer, and I'm really glad that I didn't. Yes, why don't you? Because no, I'm no, fascinated. No, I don't want to. Okay, all right. <laughs> Google it later, but well, just <laughs> turn off I your IP address. Well, it's like, well, you'd have to. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. No. Okay, no. so just to round this off, um, as we had with uh, Lizzie Borden the other day, there's actually a song about this whole thing. No. Wow. I don't know if it was a nursery rhyme. I couldn't find the tune, uh, but it goes something like this: Doctor Crippen killed Bell. Elmore ran away with Miss Leneve right across the ocean blue, followed by Inspector Drew. Ships ahoy, naughty boy. Wow. <laughs> Who wrote that? Talk about it's, making like that is offensive. Name. I mean, I think the detective wrote it, he got his name in there. <laughs> I caught him. Yeah, that's a good thought. <laughs> Could you imagine? Isn't it weird how these like horrible, horrible things yeah. become nursery rhymes? Almost? There was such a dearth of children's writers. Like, well, we gotta entertain the kids. Yeah. Nobody wants to do it. So, yeah. but you know what? I I regret teaching all those horrible nursery rhymes to my children oh, really? now. Yes, well, because they're all because based in the plague and Oranges and lemons are the bells and Sinclair. I mean, all these. Yeah. they're all horrific. They're all about the murders and everything that happened in that's the East true. End. They're really unpleasant. Yeah. How have yeah. they become a national anthem almost? Yeah. For little yeah. baby children who were innocent, mm-hmm. I, I just can't believe I never looked into it until yeah, after years. Idea, it's weird, it? isn't it? Ring of Roses, that's the plague, isn't it? It's yeah. horrible. They all fall down, they all die. Yeah. yeah. It's insane. So I think that what. The wheels on the bus 
fucker. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have to say, I used to sing a song to my daughter. I did, I'm not name dropping here. I was at the National in a production called The Chagrin cool. when I was in my late 20s. And um, it was, where are you going, my pretty, pretty maid? Uh, whatever. And anyway, I used to sing this to my daughter every night, thinking I really lulled her to sleep, rushed back from work and lulled her to sleep. Oh. And one night I walked in <laughs> and I sang to her over the cot. And she must have been about a year and a half. And she said, oh, please, not again. <laughs> She said, anything but that. Please, please, like this. And I just looked down and thought, I have created a monster. I have created... And also, it's so egotistical of me to think that, you know, my... What's so ironic is that I thought I was lulling her to sleep, but in fact, I was driving her fucking insane. Isn't that terrible? Absolutely terrible. I mean, I really got my comeuppance. Very good for me. Oh, Oh, that's really good. Not really, not to a daughter. (laughs) Well, on that note, um, that is the end of this part of the podcast. Well done, everybody. Drunk women solving crime. So we've had a listener mm. write in and see if we can uh, help them with the crime that's happened in their okay. own life. So, dear drunk women, please help. The local village peacock named Captain has gone missing. Rumour has it. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, these are very middle class crimes so far, like Jesus. Um, Captain. It's been eaten. <laughs> straight in. <laughs> straight in. That's, that's from Susan, aged five. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's not. Um, has gone missing. Rumour has it he moved villages or that the local foxes had a feast. He was sighted in Dorothy's garden at 1.30pm on the 11th of August. However, there were no traces of feathers in any nearby fields, so I don't think a fox got him. It made the local newspaper, but they haven't been able to locate him. Please, drunk women, how can we get Captain back? That's some tea. But it's not a fox, it's the the other ones that have been released from the... Um, uh, they're running wild in the country now. Another, another animal that's... Uh, oh, God, I can't remember what they are. But they, they, they like a fox um yes they well they're not really the, they're not the fox family there's not because i used to live in the country yeah and they, and they are it'll be it'd be one of them probably they, they... <laughs> I thought... so i think that's solved so... too <laughs> sorry no it's, i shouldn't mention it because actually i haven't they ate it or that but, what's it called i've actually Got forgotten it. it's uh, they, they, they were released from a zoo or something and now they they're absolutely depends like on, on where p- she lives on purpose or oh god eat them yeah honey in the cotswolds I mean... if that helps yes well that's it that's what's happening in the cotswolds so it's it's yeah. the thing that felicity can't remember <laughs> made this a village peacock i mean was captain consenting to no. living in this village like was it penned up no i have so many questions yeah you don't pen up a peacock so how does it stay in the in one village anyway because you feed it so because they're fed and that they they, they're they, fed they belong and they to stick around like a dog a dog likes their owner because they're the owner that feeds okay turned up and gone okay i'll stay here yeah, I think so. Someone named it Captain. I think it was probably quite a big peacock, so bigger than the rest. That's how they how knew it How would the peacocks live? Could it have died naturally? That's, yeah, that might That's give a good thought. <laughs> give I her a little it's been eaten. Sorry to be grim, but I suspect it's been eaten. It's probably been eaten, North hasn't it? Jungle. By like an animal rather than a person, right? Perhaps that would be more sensitive because this person's upset about the peacock. Aren't they? Well, it suddenly like... occurred to me this person's upset. The I'm only in... time I've ever seen them, though, and I don't know, I don't know if they're technically social creatures, but they're always in a group. And I feel like if there was just one lonely captain, mm. captain needed a lady. Maybe. Yeah. Have so you ever seen a peacock? He found flirting. a wife. Oh, what do they oh, do? Oh, it's really beautiful, actually. Um, they they kind of step ah, back. Oh, and, yeah. Ah, ah, but they, 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 they shimmer like this, and it's like, oh, like, oh, like, oh, like, oh, like a sign to flirt. And... I think somebody stole it. 
Okay. I actually think this was a deliberate. But I don't to think what Captain's end? dead. That's quite upsetting. If you know that there's a vil- like, okay, we're in the Cotswolds. It was probably imagine being like a teenager in the Cotswolds, and you're like, what do you want to get up to? Do you yeah. want to walk around a like, beautiful village? You or can't maybe... steal a peacock, but where would you put the peacock? Somebody would actually work out where the peacock is. Yeah, you can't really hide a peacock. They're quite flamboyant. You can't really hide a peacock. They're a bit big when they put out their yeah feathers. maybe okay lots of people lots of people holiday in the Cotswolds so maybe it was somebody from oh and then took it back home yeah to... I like that the peacock left for love I think so that's you really want nice. the yeah. peacock to, to be that? alive don't you that's I really do I don't want that I don't want Captain yeah. be dead who wants no. Captain dead not me I remember I went to a wedding oh, once Captain, where, um, <laughs> where um, there's in the in the car park it was a really posh wedding as well and there were all these really really shiny cars but a peacock had got into the car park saw its reflection in these <gasps> Cars scratched the oh. shit out of him. It was, really? Um, as somebody that took the train to that wedding, it was fucking hysterical. <laughs> That's fascinating. So it went on all the cars. Yeah, well, it, it definitely, it definitely got three because um, a, a sort of very apologetic man from the uh, location, not the location, the venue, he came around saying, "Do you uh, own a BMW Z3?" Oh and I was like, "Yeah, I do." Um, and then he was like, "Will you come with me?" <laughs> And it wasn't mine, obviously. I just I know. So he, what I'm saying is, he might be in the car park. That's amazing. <laughs> he got on the wrong. Cause that BMW driver tracked him down. That is revenge. Oh no! Captain finally saw himself. <laughs> I like yeah, this. But, but come back to narcissism. When a narcissist, that old <laughs> story, that when a narcissist, they say when he fell into a puddle, he sees his own reflection and falls in love with himself. But a peacock didn't do that. The peacock yeah. was horrified that oh, may have been another true. male. Yeah. The peacock didn't fall in love with himself, which he should have done because he's yeah. very beautiful. He actually thought that was a rival. Fighting yeah. oh. He thought it was a rival. Isn't yeah. that interesting? Different mentalities. They don't have much of a brain, though, do they, peacocks? They've got a small head. No. <laughs> no, no they, that's, I'm not being cruel. That's a. I wasn't offended, no. <laughs> Felicity of all the things you've said. <laughs> really take issue I actually thought that. I'd be more like a, a they, teddy bear, a bit softer, a bit kinder. Perhaps. I'm sorry. Uh, well, no, it's sorry. Not, no, sorry. Don't be. You've been wonderful. Yeah, thank you so much you uh, for being on the show. Felicity, what do you oh. And before we go, Felicity, do you have anything sort of coming up that you want to plug to? I'm actually at the moment in Vanity Fair, ITV. Yes, I saw it last night. Yeah, but I'm brilliant. only in four episodes. You were so funny in it. You were oh, brilliant. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and I'm in uh, Julia Davis's new series for oh, HBO as well oh, um, yes. on Sky. It's called Sally Forever. Amazing. And um, that was fantastic. Yeah. And HBO are over at the moment uh, with Julia in a studio, locking her in there. Uh, editing to write it. it or no, 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 it's all filmed and done. Right. There's obviously an Alan Partridge again, as everyone knows, in January. Oh, yeah, and yeah. I've just finished something called Death on the Tyne uh, for UK Gold. It's a film. It's a, it's, um, a murder mystery. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. Is that what you And Duma Keegan's in it. And um, cool. Jane's Fleet. Wow. And... Uh, Lots of very, very good people, actually. So it's awesome. great fun to be in. Amazing. Well, Fantastic. catch all of that stuff. Yeah. Sounds amazing. Thank you once again. You've been amazing. Thank you. Thank you. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thanks for having me, ladies. You're the most clever. ruthless detective. <laughs> Will you That's come back? Worry. Will you come back and do it again? Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman with music by The Lion and the Wolf. You can follow us on Twitter at Drunk Women Pod and Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you've got a petty crime you want us to solve, then write it in a review and we'll solve it. Thank you to Acast and thank you for listening.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.